You're listening to the Chancellor Pink Podcast on Chancellor Pink Radio. I wanted to make a brief podcast. This probably end up being pretty short. Maybe in the 15-minute range. At least that's my plan. You already know how I succeeded or failed at that plan. I don't. I'm just getting started here. But I want to make a podcast on aging. In particular, centered on one particular thought, which is to say particular twice. In particular, the particular thought of the particulars are that... No. Okay, so... (laughs) So, aging. Aging is... Uh, associated with wisdom, maturity, retirement, (laughs) and of course, death. But what I've learned as I've gotten older and I've seen people that I grew up around, movie stars, celebrities, family members, friends, and I've seen, you know, them be ravaged by time. I've lost people, I've seen people die, I've seen people suffer, I've experienced it through people I didn't know, but people that I've followed uh, through life, uh, be it, you know, their music, uh, like David Bowie, or uh, uh, Lou Reed, or even John Lennon, uh, or people, uh, movie stars that I've admired greatly, like Philip Seymour Hoffman, or... uh, even older actors uh, like, uh, well, actually, you know, I was just going to mention real quickly that it's so far, knock on wood, the, the great era of uh, actors to me was the 1970s. And um, there's so many really outstanding actors in, from that generation. And, and pretty much they're all still alive. I mean, Paul Newman was acting in the 70s, but he was really a 50s and 60s star. Um, so he's dead. But, um, the 70s actors are more like Robert Redford. His partners was a big 70s actor. But, you know, Nicholson and Pacino and uh, uh, Dustin Hoffman and Gene Hackman. And and they're all, knock on wood, still hanging in there. They're all pretty much alive. I mean, probably forgetting uh, some heavyweight 70s actor who has died. But um, they've hung in there, and that's nice to see. Um but most of them, you know, have semi-retired. Nicholson hasn't made a movie. He, he basically retired. He hasn't made a movie since 2011, I think. And Gene Hackman did retire and hasn't made a movie since 2004. Um, some of the smaller bit part actors like Ned Beatty from the 70s, he just recently died. But anyway, the book, my point is this. Um, I guess John Cassavetes, the director from the 70s and actor, he's dead. Uh, Peter Falk was an actor, but he was from the 50s as well. He, he died. Um, ben Gazzara, they, they all were into movies together. He's dead. Um, and even some actors that were big in the 80s have died already, like Brian Dennehy and whoever else. But... Um, and some of them, just their careers have died, like Mickey Rourke. Anyway, <laughs> and their faces have died, but they live on, like Mickey Rourke. But having seen all of that, what I'm left with, and then not even from that, not even necessarily from the stars, 
what I think about death. Sure, you get wiser. Sure, you get uh, some perspective. Um, sure, there, there is a degree of calm and control and knowledge and things that you can have as, a, uh, as an older person. But to be honest, it's mostly associated with death. It's mostly associated with decay. Uh, Aging is really uh, like a bad thing. I mean, what happens to the face, what happens to the, the body, you know, is not good. People don't look better as they get older and older and older. Um, and they, you know, death is not a positive thing when you see someone die when you're with them when they're dying. It's, it's very much, uh, we pray, we hope it's a transition. We hope that it's a carrying on to another world, another realm, because if it isn't, it's just, it's just sad, you know, tragic and ugly. And um, the decay of a human life, the fading away, especially via dementia or Alzheimer's, I mean, Alzheimer's, uh, that's, I have not luckily had anyone I loved die of that disease, knock on wood. Um, but so my point isn't to be all depressing. My point is to say this. In conjunction with that negative sort of decay, I think aging is also associated with another negative trait that people tend to, to take with uh, aging, and that is to become more sour, uh, less hopeful of the world. They take on more of an attitude of, it's not my problem anymore. I don't care. Screw it. I don't care about politics. I don't care about anyone. I'll do what I want. Because they, they get, I guess, uh, more bitter because they know they're coming to the end of their ride and they're not happy about it. And they become less worried about social niceties. And also, and this is very true, you know, as the brain, as people age, their brain shrinks. It just is a natural reality. It's impossible to stop. Now, Alzheimer's is certain areas of the brain shrink in out of proportion to the rest. And that's why you get dementia and so forth, cognitive loss. But, but we all, the reason we get a little bit forgetful, we get a little bit whatever as we get old, whether or not we develop full-on dementia is because our brains shrink. I mean, just like other parts of our body shrink, you know, our shoulders and our muscle tissue gets diminished. And these are just, an, you know, shitty things that happen when the body gets older. But with the shrinking of the brain, there is a natural loss of sometimes uh, people's ability to be um, culturally appropriate. Um, you know, uh, oftentimes brain damage, for example, or uh, or, or mental uh, or, or contusion to the head can result in personality changes. Um, and in particular, a person can become more crude or become more uh, volatile or become sour or bitter or meaner. Um, so I'm sure that this is part of the part of a genetic, you know, a biologically based loss of kindness and sweetness that we get in some of the older people, too, because it's. Their brains are shrinking and things are happening inside themselves. But also, it's very hard to be happy when you're physically uh, in pain or, or crippled or, or, you know, suffering. And a lot of older people are, uh, have arthritis every time they get up. Moving's hard and it's tiresome, you know, and, and just things become more challenging. And as all of us know, even young people, we know when we get sick, it's hard. It's hard to be happy. It's hard to feel good. It's hard to be positive when we are sick. It's hard to, you know, 
have a smile and be pleasant. Um, I remember when my mother was dying of cancer, she would sit up in the chair to try to be in a position where it hurt her less, but she would still like moan with each breath. And when I was getting ready for work, and I'm, I'm sure I told this story before on my podcast in the past, I would get ready for work. I would, ha- I would in the mornings go into their bedroom, my mother and father's bedroom, to go in my dad's bathroom to borrow his scissors to shave. I would use his scissors. I didn't have a small pair of scissors myself, manicure scissors, to clip my nose hairs and clip my, my mustache and stuff. So I would go into their bedroom to get it and then put it back after I shaved in the morning. And when I'd go in there when she was dying, you know, she'd be up in the chair, you know, moaning as she breathed. And, you know, it would make me very sad, very sad to hear that. Um, but she was just literally surviving, getting through the pain. Uh, and people do that. They can go, you know, like, oh, 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 because each breath hurts and they're just making the noise because somehow, you know how it is. Sometimes it feels better to make a noise that express the pain. It's somehow that's, that can be healing almost, you know, like not making that noise is hard and it makes it feel like you're suffering even more. Expressing your suffering can help you through the suffering, you know? So that's what she was doing. And I don't remember why, but I, I think I told her, and I didn't mean to be, I wasn't criticizing her at all, but I said something to the effect of, this is really hard to go to work or school or whatever I was going to at the time. No, it was work. That's right. I was in, she died when I was working at a law firm. It's hard to go off to work. Um, you know, when I know that you're here suffering and I see that and it just makes it very, uh, sort of like a sad start to my day. And, um, you know, I don't want to go. I want to stay home. You know, I don't, I don't want to go to, into the office and do my job when I know my mother's here like that. That's, that's, you know, really hard on me. So the next morning after I told her that, when I went into the bedroom, I opened the door. She was sitting in the chair and she had a big smile on her face. And she said, hi, Raymond. And she just forced this big smile. And then I walked into the bathroom and I just kind of kept looking at her as I walked away towards their bathroom in there. And she just turned her head, kept following me with a big fake smile on her face. And I just kept looking at her and I just sort of chuckled, you know, and shook my head like, what the heck, you know? And I got the scissors and I just kind of laughed and she just kept up and she said, good morning, you know? And then I left and, and, and shaved. And she wasn't being like mean about it. She wasn't being sarcastic. She literally was, had decided to force a smile and pretend like she was just really happy and put on a happy face. But the fact that I knew that it was a lie, because it was fake, you know, made it funny. So it's, it was still good. In other words, it worked. It worked even though it was fake, because it was so funny that she did that. And it was loving of her to do that. You know, to, to do that because she remembered what I said. It made me sad. It's like, you know, a little bit like, you don't have to do that. No, 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 no. I don't want you to pretend for me or anything. But at the same time, it was a very humorous moment. But that's an example of the suffering that comes as we age, as we're dying. And it's very hard to put on a fake smile for our family members, our children, or whoever's around. It's very hard to pretend like everything's okay when we're suffering. And they don't realize it. You know, you might get up off the couch and feel back pain and legs are weak and this and that. And, you know, you want to just say, oh, this hurts. Oh, that hurts. And the kids are like, oh, let's go out to dinner or let's go to the a park or let's go for a walk. And you're like, oh, you know, but but you want to you want to give off. Here's the point of this podcast. 
people seem as they age to not worry about how shitty they're coming off. They seem more and more inclined to want to be shitty and act just miserable because they're not happy. Um, if they get a chronic illness, if they get a problem, they become just unhappy and they act unhappy to others. And look, it's hard as you age to be happy. It's hard to have hope when you feel your life is winding down. It's hard to have happiness and joy when the opportunities you used to have when you were younger feel like they've gone away or or diminished greatly. And it's certainly hard, as I've said, to, to be happy or act happy when you're physically in pain or otherwise, uh, you know, less capable. Um, so it is definitely uh, a, a, a challenge to, to be positive and happy and upbeat when you're aging. And what I've noticed is, you know, aging doesn't just come with the ultimate death, which is really no two ways about it, ugly and sad. There's never a happy death, you know. But it also um, comes with people becoming more and more nasty, by and large, by and large. Um, I've known some older people in my life who were really upbeat and really happy. I've known, I, I've known some who, who uh, managed to still be positive, uh, even when they have diabetes or other ailments, um, even as they age, even as they get sick. Um, my mother was really one of those people. I mean, she did she did report on some problems she would have as as she aged, but she by and large just pushed through it all like a trooper, and kept it to herself. And it made it harder on her probably to do that because we weren't aware of how much she was suffering. But it was certainly better for everyone around her to feel like she was still doing fine. And I'm not saying people don't care when you whine or complain. But people like you more and they're happier around you when, when you seem happy and you seem content. Um, you know, people have enough of their own complaints and enough of their own things that are bothering them. If you can be that source of uh, consolation to somebody, if you can provide them optimism and positive thoughts and, and someone that they can suffer around and you will be compassionate and empathetic while at the same time not taxing them with your suffering with your pain that's when you really can be helpful to other people and believe me it gets more and more challenging with aging to be that kind of person but i think it's more important than ever so i just i wanted to make a podcast to to try to inspire anyone who's aging like me to, to think about that and to realize that it's something we should consciously try to do which is work harder than ever before than ever before in our lives to be happy, to fight the instinct to complain, to try to keep it to ourselves, our suffering, our pain, our problems, because they definitely multiply uh, multiply as you age. I mean, there's just no two ways about it. For the vast majority of people, things are worse in their lives when they're older than they were when they were younger. I mean, that's not always true. I've heard people say, oh, my life is so much better now that I'm older. And, oh, I was so, so much anxiety and so many worries and so many problems. And I'm just happier now. That may or may not be true. It could be them blowing smoke up their own ass to feel better about being old. And that's all good and well. I'm not really talking about that. I'm not talking about people pumping themselves up by pretending being old is the greatest thing since sliced bread. I'm talking about pumping other people up when you're old because people turn to the older People, people turn to the elderly, they turn to their 
the the senior people at work, you know, this the 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 the, the, the head priest who's the elderly pastor at the church, the you know the, the their father, their grandfather, their um, you know, when you are in a senior position, uh, people do want to feel like it's going to be okay from you. And if you're sitting there going, oh, God, it's not okay. Trust me. Die now while you can. You don't want to get to this state. Or even if you say, yeah, I'm making it, but, you know, fuck everyone else. I'm cynical about the world. I don't believe in anything anymore. Even if you're healthy and you're not, you know, complaining about your existence, if you're complaining about the world all the time, if you're down on other people, if you've you know isolated yourself from politics and any other system, they stop going to church. What if you just get cynical about people in general? That's not helping anyone either. And you don't need to be that way. Shrunken brain or not, uh, arthritis or not, whatever it is that may be driving you to that place, that darker place, you don't need to accept that. You don't need to behave that way. I mean, um, and this isn't about mental psyching yourself up, uh, positive thought, the power of positive thinking. I'm not talking about that shit. I mean, I'm sure there's some truth to it, but I don't believe in it. What I believe in is being loving. And I believe that sometimes when you think positive and act positive, you're loving other people and you're being loving as a result. And sure, as a byproduct, you may be happier actually. And you may notice your pain less. And you might actually pick your own mood up. But I'm not saying psych yourself up, tell yourself it's okay, be positive. I have a real hard time with that. I believe people need to just be honest about the situation and honest with themselves. However, however, I think you can take that too far. And if you're letting your honesty make you an unpleasant person, and 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 it, and you're allowing your acceptance of the reality of life to turn you into a downer, especially as an older person, where people are going to turn to you more for advice, someone to talk to. I think you have more of an obligation than ever as an older person when you're aging to work hard to fight against that temptation, that inclination to be negative, to be angry, to be a sourpuss. And I think you have more and more of an obligation to share positive thoughts, to, to, to be a shoulder to lean on, an ear to lean on, uh, to offer constructive thoughts of hope, and to keep your own suffering to yourself, which is hard, like I said, because you suffer more when you're older. No question about it. The vast majority, majority of us have way more to complain about as we age. But I think you need to keep it more to yourself than ever before. So no matter that the, that the problems are actually multiplying in your life as an older person, you need to be reducing the amount of time that you share those problems with others. That doesn't mean hide your ailments and you know die in the corner and like, I never even knew he was sick. Well, maybe if he had gotten some medical treatment, but he was too proud to share his illness. So look at him now. He died young. No, I'm not talking about that. If you need help, if you need someone to drive you somewhere, I mean, honestly, if you reach a point where you, you know, you're an invalid or, or something to that effect, ask for help. I mean, by, by, all, by, all, uh, by all means. Uh, but I'm talking about the day-to-day uh, sharing of your gripes, of, your, of, your, of the cross that you're bearing in your life. I think as you age, you need to share your cross less and carry it alone more and trust in God more and just 
Look on it as a calling. Look on it as a blessing. I know that sounds ridiculous, but if you look at the lives of the saints and of Jesus, the more they suffered, they felt more grateful to God. The more pain and suffering given to them, they felt it was God entrusting them with uh, the suffering so they could be closer to Jesus. And the more they accepted it, welcomed it, uh, the closer to him they would be in heaven. Um, I'm not necessarily going that far, uh, but I am saying, think about the good you can do to people. Think about the love that you would be sharing as an older person. If you could make it at least appear to them that getting old is wonderful and joyful and fun and special and that health problems aren't that bad and that that and that not only can you handle manage your own life life as an older person as an elderly elderly person but you can assist younger people in handling their lives and you can help them get set up and get started and you have a place a strong foundation to offer others you know of uh not just a role model but literally to help them you know and um and to not share your burdens with them because you know you are you've you're a shining example of how that can be managed and it's okay. And you can be an example to them that it's going to be okay, that everything's going to be okay right up until your death. And you can make them feel like this progression through life to the final scary conclusion isn't terrifying. Even if you're feeling, this is pretty terrifying, you cannot share that and instead share the opposite and work hard to share the opposite. And it will just bring peace and, and love to so many people, you know, and I think it'll bring it to you, the elderly, older person who's dying or getting sick or who's stressed out about your life. I, I, the more that you share the opposite with others and work hard to teach them the joys in life still, I think the less you'll be concerned with your own suffering and your own problems. I mean, I don't think I'm being pie in the sky naive when I, when I think that. I'm going to give it a try. <laughs> I'll let you know how the empirical study comes out because I may be full of shit with this. It may just be, look, it sucks to get old and it's hard. And if you're lying about it to people, then you're setting them up for a fake future that they're not going to, when they get to the old age, they're like, well, how come my dad seemed like he was so cool with everything? This sucks, you know? But I don't think so. I really believe that they would say, you know, my dad was okay with it. I can be okay with it. I feel like this is hard, but but I have my dad's example, so I can do it too because he did it, and that's what I think. I think that you know when you get old with dignity and you show love and positive strength despite your ailments as you age, I think that you're going to make it easier for everybody else to get old, and in turn will make it easier for you as well, because giving love and sharing love comes back to you. And, and being positive and being kind to others comes back to you. And it feels good. And it can be healing. And it can wash away pain. I'm not saying you're suddenly going to get younger and I'm going to run a marathon. Although some people my age are running marathons. And it blows my mind. Because I can barely walk. Oops, I just violated my own principle. I just complained. <laughs> I just complained about my physical state on my podcast. And I don't want to do that. But I won't be, let's put it this way. I'm not complaining. But let's just say I won't be running any marathons ever, ever. I never did when I was young. Don't miss them because I never did them. Won't ever do them. Don't really care about them. 
I'm shocked that people my age do that. I don't know what I think of it. I kind of think it's nuts. I kind of think they're asking for crippling knee ailments by the time they're in their late 60s. But what do I know? What do I know? Hey, bang those knees around, heavy contusions, whatever. It'll be fine, you know. Anyway, uh, that's it. That was, that's the podcast. Try as you age, not to age like most people seem to, which is to get crankier as they get older. Let's, let's, let's all work together as we age to do just the opposite, to be kinder, more invested in other people, less isolative, more compassionate, more empathetic, and more happy and more positive. Let's work to show everyone this is okay. Aging is fine. It's part of the natural process. And there are wonderful aspects to it. Specifically, leaving this earth. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Getting the fuck out of here. It's a beautiful thing. (laughs) No, that's too negative. But you know what I mean? It's like there are wonderful aspects to it, like retirement, if you get lucky enough to retire. You know, to be able to not have to work anymore. How about just, you know, grandchildren, if you ever have them. I don't know that I'll ever have the privilege, but being able to see young children and them, that you know, to actually have that re-experiencing of the family, young family again. Um, and I don't know what else. Freedom to move, go places, because you're no longer tethered to a job. I don't know. Who knows? Look, I'll make a list sometime. But I'll keep it to myself and I'll share it with the people that I love. I'll share the positive things about being old, about being alive. And I'll try to remember that it's about helping others. And the more we've been through and the more suffering we've endured, the more we have that we can help others. We can literally share with them our experiences and teach them and help them get out of trouble. And how here's how I finally figured it out. Here's how I rescued myself. Here's how I got rid of my leg pain and back pain. <laughs> You know, here's how I fought cancer. Here's whatever. I mean, whatever we might face as we age, hopefully we can convert it into a positive way to share teaching, learning, joy, love, empathy with others. That's the goal. Let's make aging a sign of hope. Let's, let's, let's give to aging an energy of love and let's, let's make the elderly not be cranky old sourpusses that are you know, decaying and fading away. Let's, let's renew ourselves as we age with the spirit of love and with the spirit of helping our fellow men, especially those younger than us, okay? And oops, the podcast went almost 27 minutes, a little longer than I thought. Sorry, sorry, it was all that actor talk about aging actors at the beginning. I should probably go back and edit that out, but I'm not going to. I'm not going to because, because I'm not going to. All right, <laughs> I love you. Yabba da boopa.